So today is February 6, 2015, and I'm having a conversation with Pam, Pamela Don, Duncan. So welcome and thank you for joining me today. I thank really you, Britta. Thank you very much. So where do you think the profession of physical therapy needs to grow now? So as I mentioned in the Anne Chumway Cook lecture, we have had tremendous explosion and growth in building career scientists who can design and test the best um, interventions. And uh, if we look at these accomplishments of physical therapists in NIH, Department of Veterans Affairs, Department of Defense Research, is quite impressive. And this has been rather rapid um, because physical therapists, uh, and many of us have went on to get PhDs in clinical mm-hmm. epidemiology and, and motor control and biomechanics. So we've been able to bring back to the profession um, truly a mechanism to develop science for practice. I think our ability to develop the science for practice so rapidly has far outstripped our ability to change practice. So I think the science movement is exponential, as I demonstrated in just looking at the trials that have been done, the funding that physical therapy researchers have received, but at the same time, we haven't bridged the gap to understand how to quickly implement that into practice. So the success of physical therapy as a profession is that we have to transform clinical practice. And believe it or not, it's practice that changes practice, not academics who rarely practice trying to tell everybody what to do. But it's going to be the frontline practitioners who are going to have to accept new competencies in understanding rapid response change, who really endorse innovation, who are able to partner at uh, multiple levels in the health system to get the optimal delivery of their services and that they are delivering a product that is efficiently and effectively delivered. So our survival, our success, as in many areas of medicine, will be that we will develop transformative practice. So we have the skills to do that. We have the intellect to do that uh, as a profession. um, But we really need to develop a new skill set. So is the focus on delivering value to our patients? It's it's value. And it's also critical decision making about right care, right place, right time. Mm -hmm. And as I've mentioned before, some right care is palliative care. The patient truly is not going to recover. But you're going to optimize their function, their quality of life, and ensure that they're treated with comfort um, and support. And then the others that we might need to be more aggressive in how do you make those clinical decisions in real time. Real time. So how does the screen, the physical therapy screen fit into that? Well, the interesting thing uh, that we see on the front lines of practice is that we have taught outcome measures for so long that I think the profession gets outcome measurement. But I'll give you a a perfect example. I'm working with national stakeholders from home health. And uh, their comment as frontline executive leaders of 
clinical practice is that outcome assessment is not the problem. But the problem is how you select the most parsimonious group of measures and how do you, how do you use that information to inform your clinical decision making. So what we have to do is to be able to develop the parsimonious battery and we have to have actionable items from that battery. So it isn't just enough to say, for example, that a patient has a gait velocity of 0.6 meters per second, mm -hmm. right? Well, what do I do with that information? What, I mean, what do I, I mean, it's a metric and I can say if you got better or worse, but does that, does that piece of information inform how I treat the patient? So we've got to marry with these assessments points of clinical decision making and then capture the outcomes in the end. Is that clear? Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So physical therapist, uh, as I, you know, are about function, is transforming function and quality of life. And they are going to be able to have to quickly assess the multiple dimensions of function. As a neurological physical therapist, it's not just enough that I know about tone or that I know about selective movement or I even know your gait speed, but do I know that in the context of your pre-existing comorbidities, your cognitive function, your cardiovascular disease now, or your pre-existing cognitive decline or your new cognitive decline? I've got to be able to put all that together mm -hmm. to say what's realistic. In a, in a quick amount of time. Very, very briefly. Now a fun question. What's a pamphlet? <laughs> What's a pamphlet? You know, you reflect on your career, and um, we all have great strengths and weaknesses, and one of my weaknesses is, as someone said, you know, being around Pam Duncan sometimes is like being in a hornet's nest, right? <laughs> and you're in there weaving, you're doing everything right, but oh my gosh, you better do it, right? So I think, you know, it's like, really? Really? Is that what you're going to do? And so you're a little bit too reactionary. Sometimes jump to conclusions too much. So as you age, you can tame that. <laughs> um, one of my uh, uh, former students at Duke University reminded me that um, in 2007, when I came back to teach um, there, and I hadn't taught in primary curriculums in a long time, I told the students to be prepared when they came to class. and gave them a very specific assignment that they had to watch the uh, video of the NIH stroke scale so that they could see the dimensions of impairments in stroke. And they came to class, and I asked them how many viewed the videotape, and only one I had, and I dismissed the class. I told them to come back when they were prepared. <laughs> and some people might tell them that's a pamphlet. But these three students last night will never forget it. They said, we become prepared. <laughs> <laughs> so what advice do you have to either a therapy student right now or a new therapist to be prepared for the changing healthcare environment and uh, changing PT practice? Well, as I reflected in the Angel we Cook and had time to um, visit Australia on the Fulbright this uh, summer, I was really impressed with um, the curriculum that Catherine Dean had established. Mm -hmm. Not to overload the students with techniques or think that they have to be perfect in a technique, but they are challenged to be critical thinkers who um, can adapt and evolve. And really, 
it's a life learning process. And I can honestly say, I don't think I've stopped learning. And it's those are the skills that will give you rewards in life in many ways. And quite frankly, it just takes a lot of tenacity and perseverance. You don't give up. That's right. And there is, there is no certain answer and its ability to be comfortable with uncertainty and make decisions in the presence of uncertainty. This concludes the abbreviated version of the interview with Pamela Duncan. You can download the full interview on the website to learn more about Pamela's early start in physical therapy and her research contributions, specifically for the LEAPS trial. Thank you for listening.